You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. Today, uh, we are going to do a little Q&A based on how um, you guys have seemed, have, have seemed to turn what is a crazy time in the world into, into a lot of sales in, in an industry that I don't think people would think is going to sell right now because a lot of people aren't, aren't, aren't getting outside. So um, this is Chris. Uh, Chris is the co-founder of a company called CrossNet. We're going to talk about them in a minute. My name is Dave. I'm the CMO uh, at Privy. And really, we're just going to go live today and just talk about the CrossNet story and use that as a lesson to talk about e-commerce. We have a we have about a hundred questions that people submitted before that. We're going to do Q and A on the Zoom. So, um, Chris, I, I I hope you're ready. So let's just hop right into this. First of all, maybe I'll uh, I'll switch over to the the website here for a second. But um, you can pull it up. Go to CrossNetGame.com. But give us some background on on CrossNet, and I'm interested in in the company. But and how how did you get into this business? Yeah, so uh, I'm 27. Uh, we grew up on a small farm town in Connecticut, actually. So, like, we grew up closest movie theater is an hour away. You want to go to the gas station, it's 25 minutes away. So, we're always outside looking for stuff to do. So, that's kind of where, where it kind of started was we were home for, like, summer break, sitting on the couch one night, just kind of brainstorming ideas, and we're like a four-way volleyball net. Like, that would be something crazy. And we Googled it, couldn't find anybody who had ever made it before. And the next day we went to like our local Walmart, rigged up like two prototypes, started playing and we're like, wow, we're really on something here. So it's been three years and now we're sold in big box stores across the world and also online on crossnetgame.com. So what was it that, what was it that happened in March? Like, like that, that you got, you guys saw 500% growth in sales in March, but what, what was it that kicked that off? So I definitely think it was, well, our brand's been growing for the last three years. So there's been a lot of traction, but with COVID coming, um, more and more people are home, obviously, and spending more time on the internet. So we were able, we've been able to take advantage of not only the, the more eyeballs that are available to us, but also sending that through and doing tons of email marketing, tons of Facebook retargeting. And that has led from us selling maybe 75 to 100 a day to now selling 400 to 500 a day for the last like 60 days straight, which has been amazing. And, and is that just like a product of more people are online right now? Or like, have, have you found, like, did you do something? Did you, did you change your story and change your messaging where like more people went to go, go find you? Yeah. So we've seen it's, it's twofold. So we've definitely seen an increase in how many site visitors we're, we're getting to the page every day. We're upwards. So well over 10,000 a day, which is great. Uh, but we're also seeing our conversion actually double, which is great. So there's more conversion. There's more people available to looking to purchase our game. So it's twofold. And then on your question on the messaging, we've changed it more from buy, buy, buy now. Because in reality, most people don't have $150 to purchase a volleyball net. Uh, still more like better times are coming. Look forward to the summer. Uh, if you want to take advantage of our payment plan system, go right ahead. Uh, so the game's really providing a lot of like enjoyment for people who are stuck at home right now. What, what's the what's the marketing mix been for for you guys um, since the beginning? Like, I'm I'm interested to for, to know like, all right, wh- when you started, how did you start getting customers initially, and then what has shifted today? Like, wh- what's the mix that you have today? 
So we started primarily on Facebook, uh, running Facebook ads, just like 50 bucks a day, something small, just to start getting some conversion, getting some metrics and trying to get more nets out into the world. And luckily for us, the more nets into the world, people are having fun submitting organic content. So during these crazy times, we're kind of living and dying with UGC. People are sending UGC in every single day. We're running like an Amazon contest. Send in your best video for 50 bucks. We'll give you an Amazon gift card if you win. And then we're going to monetize it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. So we're not paying camera crews thousands of dollars for videos. It's all shot on an iPhone in five seconds. And then we're turning that into thousands. So I have a question. I, I do want to, ultimately, here's what we're going to do. We'll go through, like, I have some questions that we already have for you, Chris, based on what people have submitted. But for everybody that's listening right now, um, go, Gianni, I just saw your question, which is great. Go put that in, put that in the Q&A thing, because I think that's a little bit easier to manage and track questions. But put them all, put all your questions as, as you think of them in the, in the Q&A thing, and, and, and we'll go, um, we'll go from there. So, uh, all right, but let's take this one, because I think it is relevant. Um, Chris, have you seen a lower cost per uh, lead and, and cost of acquisition on, on Facebook right now? What are you seeing? Yeah, we've seen a significant, almost a 50% decrease in our CPA, which has been amazing, which gives us more money to run ads on Facebook. Our Google CPA is completely down, uh, almost like 5 or $6, which is great. So we're getting way more sales at such a cheaper cost. So it's an easy business decision for us to just increase our ads. Because as long as we're kind of printing the cash at 50% cost, we're going to keep growing those customers all day long. And the UGC keeps coming in. So it's just a, a nice streamline for the last 60 days. How have you changed your messaging based on what's happening with COVID? Like, have, did you go out and, and, and change what you're going to say to the market? Yeah, so we've done two things. We have, honestly, we've just made everything a bit more human. We never want to, like, we're not predicting the future. We're not saying, hey, go out and play cross it now or in the next two weeks. It's better times are coming. If you're home safe with your family and you can't, don't need to involve other people uh, and everybody's quarantined together, this could be a great solution to kind of kill those hours and not have to sit on the couch and play Netflix. Uh, but also on the other side of the coin, we've overinvested in customer service. So now we have people on the phone and email around the clock. Somebody needs their money back. Somebody wants to cancel an order, we do it immediately, no questions asked, uh, because that $150 could honestly pay somebody's utility bill. So we're more than understanding about that, which in the past, uh, we haven't been staffed like that. What advice would you give to other brands? Like one question that has come up a lot is like, hey, you know, is it okay to sell in market right now? And the answer like is yes. But, but if so, like how do you how do you do so and not feel like you're taking advantage of that? Like what advice would you give to other, uh, other people at brands thinking about like how you should go out and tell your story right now? Yeah. So what we've been doing is definitely less sales focused, not here's your $20 discount. Here's your 20, 20% off. We're using UGC to kind of give the, the customer that FOMO feeling of this would be great in your home right now. This product could be really useful. And this is, don't listen to me, listen to our five customers who are loving it. So we're being very more human about here's content that's submitted of a cross net set up in a living room where the volleyball is getting smashed into a picture frame. Like that is, that's, that's what sells. It's not that high quality video anymore. So if you have a company or a product that could be useful right now, even if it's just a pair of headphones, right? Cause we need it for the zooms. It's better hearing it from the customer than from the company kind of preaching it. Just any opportunity to, to show you and to show you your face, like, changes the tone of, of, of a message. So um, I love that. 
What are you, what are you drinking, by the way? Uh, matcha. Okay. Yeah, that's my yeah. drink. I wasn't sure if it was a smoothie. No. Um, how do you think? How do you think about sales and discounts at this time? Are you doing more offers, less offers? What advice do you have about running offers in general? Yeah, so we are certainly still running promotions. Uh, we run the same promotion that we have been on Facebook for the last year. Uh, it's just the word volley and twenty dollars off. And then we're also introducing new discounts into the stream. So we'll have a Twitter promotion code. Uh, we'll have a Google code, if you find that, a YouTube code. Uh, there's even ones I post a lot on LinkedIn. So there's LinkedIn codes that we're using and being able to attribute that. And then through email, uh, we have email firing almost nonstop. Just, and there's different customized codes for that as well. So uh, we're giving discounts, but also we're being mindful of the customer. We just downloaded an app called uh, Afterpay. Uh, and there's tons of different options, but uh, just more for the consumer saying, hey, you might not be able to afford us right now, but if you want to give us $30 down, uh, we'll ship it out to you. Love it. Um, give, me, give me an idea. What, what, why can't, there we go. What, what's, something that, what's something that you're thinking about like that you have coming up that you guys want to get out and run? Yeah, so we actually use this time to create a blog that we're actually going to be posting within the next week or so. Uh, so what I've been doing during this time has been reaching out to gym teachers, physical education experts, and people in our audience, and going to have them start sharing content about what they're doing during COVID, uh, lessons and success like that they could teach other teachers. And I'm always Googling, trying to learn tips. And I'm like, we have so many people coming to our site. Why don't we own that audience? Uh, it might not be good for the first 120 days, but a year from now, that blog is going to drive tons of traffic. So while we're kind of all figuring out what to do every day and new, new things, that blog is going to be huge for us. So I'm pumped for that. Here's a question from Kelly. I sell skincare. I've been using this message of use this time to come out on the, on the other side. Do you have any suggestions about that? Um, yeah, I'm not a skincare expert. I can tell you that. My girlfriend might be. Uh, but I would, uh, what I would do if I was in your situation, I would kind of take a photo of yourself as the owner. And essentially, or a good idea would be either yourself or an influencer. And day one, and let's just say day three, day five, and just be posting updates on story and on the, on the time timeline. And then also sending that out through email and then running a competition as well. Like, I don't know if you want to get as granular as who had the best improvement. Um, but you could run some type of competition like that as well, but just live and dying by that product and showing how it actually works. Uh, if you're going to preach, come out on the other end, you better be coming out better on the other end too. I love it. And to your example of, of social proof, right? You have, you guys have user generated content in, in everything. Um, okay. This question is from Stephanie. How, how do you think about whether to put products on Amazon? We're fortunately in a situation where we have a distributor who purchases in bulk for us and then sells on Amazon for us. Um, it's very tough and it's still a learning curve for me three years in where we're allocating money on Facebook and Google, driving traffic to our own website and then they're bouncing to go buy an Amazon. Because no matter how good I make my website look, uh, no matter if I offer free shipping, Amazon's always going to be the leader in the market. But uh, I think as long as your margins are healthy with Amazon, uh, you shouldn't think of it as competition as long as the product's getting out there and you're able. But at the end of the day, you always want to own your audience. So try to do whatever you can to drive them back to your site. Love it. Love good, it. Advice. good advice. Own that, own that audience. Um, okay, if you, if you had to start a new e-commerce business today, uh, where would you start and what would you do if you had a tight budget? Let's forget about, forget budget aside, but let's, let's just start with like, wh where would you start? So you come up with a spinoff product today. Like 
what's your what's your what's your playbook going to be? So the first thing I would do is I would download Shopify, of course, get my website hosted. I'd get a cheap theme for like actually I'd start probably with a free theme. I would download Privy, the number one app that I download automatically when we uh, start capping email. Because if you're going to pay any money to get traffic, you better at least capture some type of emails. I'm, I'm putting this in here. So this is a timestamp in this video. So after we run this, after we get the recording of this, we can, we can cut this out and make it a, a 30 second ad clip. So this is like, uh, we're going to run that. All right, cool. Now we're good. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, I get privy, uh, definitely start capturing emails because nothing's worse than having a hundred people to your site to start and you don't have any data. Um, I would also download Hotjar, which is a, a heat map. Question on Hotjar for you. Cause I, um, people have talked about it a lot. How, how often, like how often do you, cause I get it. I I've seen it. It's cool. Heat map thing is cool, but I've always just seen it as cool. I've never been able to like actually do something like I'm interested in a little bit more, like how often you look at that or, or maybe I've been using it wrong. hundred percent. So I think one actionable piece that I've taken from it is so when you go to our website, you have, we have the buy now in the beginning and then you have the product on, and we've tested having the product in the lower third compared to the, the second third. And I was able to actually attribute how many clicks we got over that time frame of that buy now button compared to the buy now button a little bit lower. I got it. Okay. Maybe in my case, I, w- I was thinking of it more from a B2B perspective. I think if you have a page where you're selling products and your, your website is literally just a whole product listing, then it probably does the order of the buttons and everything on, on the page probably do matter. Okay. That was good. Um, hot jar. Okay. So, but, but now, now you have the tools set up, but then what, like, how do you think about going and creating your first offer? Cause it's gotta be about the offer. Of course. So what I would start doing was depending on what the product is, uh, I would go, if it's affordable, I would ship a few samples out to friends and family to get some type of UGC, uh, depending on obviously what the product is. Um, from there, I would then make a 10 to 15 second video. I'd make a few, two or two to three, 10 to 15 second videos, some text on the bottom, uh, depending on the demo that you're selling and then start running those on Facebook. Uh, just UGC, start small 20, maybe 50 bucks a day on Facebook and start getting traffic and see what video is actually performing better. And then after two or three weeks, you'll have some Intel of what video is actually performing better. How did you, here's a question. How did you figure out all this, this whole internet marketing thing? Cause my guess is you, you seem like a young guy. You, you probably didn't, you probably didn't like leave school and think about, yeah, I'm going to become a marketer. Like my guess is I, and, and everybody that I've talked to in e-commerce seems to have been this profile, which is like had the product then figured out the marketing. How did you get into all this stuff? Yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of testing. I mean, we grew our company from, we bought 50 units to start and it was all self-funded we negotiated with our distributors said, Hey, we don't have the budget for a thousand units. We have 50 units. If you want to do that for us, please do it. Um, we sold the 50 units pretty much by going to the beach and hustling, got the content and recorded it every single day. Uh, and then we started running ads on Facebook and Twitter and we'd see what ones would perform better. We'd cut the crappy ones out and then we would just double down. Do you remember your pitch? Pitch me like uh, my wife and I are laying on the beach and you're coming up and you're going to sell me crossing. Hit me with the pitch we didn't really have to pitch anyone because we'd go, we'd set it up. And then by the end of the day, we'd have 30 people in line playing it because it's just a four-way volleyball net. Nobody's seen it before. And people would just walk up to you and say, Hey, um, let me play. <laughs> it was great. And by the end of the day, we didn't even get to play our own game. So, uh, it, we still do that. I'll, I'll go down to the beach sometimes in Miami, just set up the net and then just collect content while I sit there. 
It's awesome. awesome. I mean, right? I mean that, that that's the investment alone is just like just set up and 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 film. All right, here's a question. This is from Archer. Hello, guys. Um, how can I how can I trigger UGC if you sell underwear and socks? Um. Well, I think you, could, you, you can. I mean, there's models, right? So I mean, there's models that exist for a reason. Uh, I don't know if you want to get like your normal mom and dad to be posting the UGC, but I would reach out to influencers for them to post UGC. And I would also negotiate with these influencers because hell, sell, send me some free boxers. I'll, I'll send you some content, but you don't need to be spending thousands of dollars on that UGC starting off. So find smaller people. They'll make the same quality content. Uh, and then monetize it yourself rather than praying that some influencer is going to do it for you. I like that. I, like that. I bet, I mean, socks, you could just shoot from the waist down if you're uncomfortable. Both of them you can do from the waist down if people are uncomfortable. I'm sure you could get people to do that. Here's another UGC uh, related question. This one's from Stephanie. Um, do you send out a printed card with CrossNet that asks people for it with a specific hashtag? That's actually a great idea. That's what I get like when I get shoes on StockX. They send a little postcard with a tweet this. Do you guys do that? We are actually planning on implementing this card. Everything comes down to product cost. So we're trying to eliminate as keep our costs as low as possible. But uh, this year we have actually, we just did another round of manufacturing. So we are going to have a product card, uh, use this hashtag to submit to CrossNet. And then we also in our flows, in our email, if you submit a piece of content to us, we'll give you $5 back on your order. So it's just a nice little tab. You're going out there playing anyway. Send us a recording and we'll credit you back five bucks. Are you using TikTok influencers? So we're using a few TikTok influencers. I'm not on the day-to-day TikTok grind. I actually, to be honest, just downloaded it like a month ago myself. Uh, So we do have some TikTok influencers, uh, but I will tell you, we have never paid more than like a thousand bucks for a video ever, ever. ever, And I don't see that ever happening. So uh, we'll have TikTok people. Uh, Some of our videos have like 1.5 million views, which I have no idea how that even happens. Uh, how have you changed in any way your ad targeting demo or geo during this time versus the audience you were targeting before? Yeah, that's a good question. So typically we'll run ad sets on uh, two primary demos. It would be people my age, so millennials, 21, 27 years old, who are typically the end consumer of our product. And then it's on the family demo, who the mom and dad is buying it for their 12-year-old kid who's going through middle school right now and wants them to get off Fortnite and go outside and play. So since this time has happened and more families are together and if I'm 27 living in New York city or Miami by myself, I'm not going to play CrossNet. We're we've kind of caught that spend and only spending right now on families. Can you walk us through your email funnel from this past week with love the details? We can do that. So we have a lot of different flows set up and it's fun because my whole goal with the company is to get our email marketing to be about 20 to 25% of our revenue. Or certainly, what is it today? Right now, it's about like 13%. What do you what use for email? Uh, right now, we use Klaviyo. So got it, got it. Okay. But Privy does have a great system that we have used, <laughs> and we're using for a long, long time. Stop. <laughs> so that's, that, uh, that is not, that's not even why I was asking. I just, am, I'm genuinely curious. I'm trying to have, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a bit, I'm trying to like be less prepared and more. Like if we were just hanging out, having a conversation, what would I ask you? Cause I think that's where you get better stuff. So I just was genuinely curious, but yeah, shout out to, shout out to privy email. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, what we have is we have our welcome flow. Uh, so you sign up for on our website, you either sign up through a newsletter, uh, here's $10 off or you sign up with the spin to win. 
uh, hey, hater, I love the spin to win. It actually works really well for us. Uh, so from there, you will then get a message saying, hey, use your code within 24 hours or, or it expires. Uh, from there, we'll tap you about 48 hours later saying, hey, you didn't use your code. What's up? Uh, and then from there, over the next 30 days, you'll get, you'll get touched every one to two days. Uh, not with sale, 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 but here's content you're missing out on. Here's content from our community. And here's stuff that you could be doing in your backyard instead of sitting on your computer. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Uh, and that's, that's one of the welcome flows. And then we have abandoned flows. We have browse abandonment flows. We have all, and we're doing a lot of SMS as well. We just started. How do you, how do you keep track of all that stuff? Like one thing that I was thinking about is like, if you have so many different windbacks and nurtures and, 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 you know, retargeting and abandoned carts, like do you actually have that mapped out somewhere where you can, you can see it and you're, you're always auditing that? Yeah, 100%. So it all lives in Klaviyo right now for us. Uh, we actually have an agency that we work with uh, that I absolutely love. Uh, Boundless Labs, check them out if you want. They're amazing dudes. Uh, so essentially what we're able to do is we're able to go in and uh, just check all the flows. And I could actually check in real time how much cash is coming in today, how much cash is coming in on the month. And then we'll be A-B testing things with A-B testing subject lines, pre-headers, and after enough uh, emails are sent out, we'll cut the one that performs the least and then we'll move on and test the next thing. Somebody so asked the name of the uh, company that you said for email. And once again, that is Privy, P-R-I-V-Y. <laughs> no, but also he said Clavio is what he's using for email right now. All right, this one's from Navdeep. I've, I've just launched my business a few days ago selling Ladies Swimmer. What techniques would you advise to bring in sales? What ads would you recommend and how? All right. You kind of gave some like baseline advice, but let's go specific. Like let's assume they have a website up and running. They're going to run a 10% off your first order campaign. Then what, what do you, where, where are you going and what are you going to do? And what are you going to do from a creative standpoint? Yeah. From a creative standpoint, I definitely would get some high quality images of the influence of, of a model in the actual swimmer. Nothing's worse than having a website that is straight DHgate. You know that that's coming from Alibaba, those pictures, and it looks like a spam website. So getting original content that nobody has of other girls in that same bikini uh, will definitely help the user understand like, hey, this is a legit company. I'm not going to wait four weeks to get my order from China. So nothing worse than going to a website that kind of just looks fishy. Uh, from there, I would actually start with Google Ads. Uh, so taking out some Google shopping ads on the search terms bikinis, obviously the bikini one's going to cost you an arm and a leg, but finding niche categories that people are searching for bikinis, like red over the shoulder bikini. I don't, I don't know the terminology, but you would know it better than I would, but find the terminology that people aren't advertising or paying for, or at least makes it a little bit more affordable and start running ads that way. I like, I like, I like, I like that advice about, like not necessarily going to where everyone is, everyone is right now. Cause I think the opportunity, so much of marketing is actually just an intention game. And so if you're going to go try to bid on the same keywords in the same channels, like it's tough to get that initial traction. But like what you just talked about is really just like finding the gaps, right. And going to the places, going to a place where, where you can be. Um, and then maybe you can get two, three customers there. Cause if you can get your first two, three customers from that channel, that could be two or three of your first testimonials and UGC that you could go get from another chat, like to go and then go use as ads on another channel and just becomes this, this game that like everything's feeding off of each other. Exactly. Yeah. And over time that just starts snow piling. 
And like when I started our company, I thought, oh, let's run ads on our com- competitors and be the top search. But at the end of the day, the customers aren't stupid. If they want your product, they're going to find you. If they don't want your product, they're going to skip over your ad. So don't waste a ton of money for like the top keyword. If somebody's looking for Victoria's Secret. They're going to find it, even if you're bidding above them. All right, this question's from Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, you can come help us with our website anytime, by the way. Um, what's one trend you think most other companies are missing out on right now? Trend? I, I, I mean, I, think, I don't think email is a trend at all. Uh, but I think it really took me three years to really focus on email marketing. And I'm kind of, not kind of, I'm very upset that we didn't start this two years ago. Uh, really taking it seriously. We would capture tons of emails. I'd spend all of our time on Facebook and Google marketing while we just had a list of 100,000 customers just growing. Uh, we capture almost 1,000 emails a day sometimes. So that's just money that we missed out on for three years. So if you're capturing a lot of emails at any type of rate, you're doing yourself a disservice not making money off email. Um, what were you, what were you cap- capturing email? Now, now you say sometimes you capture 1,000 emails a day. Do you have a way to capture emails that is not sales? Is it like join our list and get a discount or something? Yeah, so if you're on our site, about I think 15 seconds in, you'll get a newsletter pop-up that just says, hey, join the CrossNet crew for $10 off. And then also we have the spin a sale And then we also have the banding cards that we're capturing. So between all of those, and if we're driving 10, sometimes 15,000 customers a day to the site, it really adds up. Love it. Love it. Build, build your list. Build your list. I mean, email, email is the one channel that you can like print money with, right? It's like you, you guys probably know exactly how much e- revenue you can expect from an email send. If you just look at the list, like you, and you can figure that out if you sent five emails at one time. Um, okay. Whoa, this is a specific one, but a good one. What app do you use on your checkout to create the, the countdown? Uh, no worries. Um, we have yours reserved. Uh, so that's actually not an app. We were able to code that into Shopify in the cart level. Um, I don't think Shopify allows for that to happen any longer. Uh, we did that about two years ago. Uh, typically we do use cart hook, uh, as our checkout method. Uh, we're in between payment processors right now. So we had to go back to Shopify pay. Got it. That's why I love doing it. That's a good, a good question. You little hackers. I'm going to tell them. No, it's great. Um, I wonder why you can't. Wonder why why you can't do that. They want you to move to Shopify Plus, which is two thousand bucks a month, so you could do that. Uh, so I got there early, so we're we're good now. The countdown feature is only available on Shopify Plus. When you do reach out to influencers, you said it's not a big contributor. But when you reach out, uh, what's your strategy? Is it simply a numbers game? Is it about social media interaction over the long haul? Let's check it out. So uh, I will tell you, we use companies like uh, FreeUp.com. Uh, super affordable. We'll get a VA in there for like four or $5 an hour uh, that we trust with our Instagram account. So I'm not never spending the time on there myself personally. Uh, but we're always reaching out. We'll send probably a hundred DMs a day, but we always start it with business and it'll be like, I'll block the girl's name out. Oh, you can't even say, but it just says, Hey, business. Hey, Emily, ever seen CrossNet? We'd love to have you featured to make a video. We'll send, send one out if you build this content. So nine times out of 10, we're never offering cash. Uh, our product we think is good enough. I would buy the product myself. So hopefully they would, it costs us like 50, 60 bucks to get it shipped out and cost of goods. So that's already a big enough investment for us. It seems to be the most common playbook that I've heard, at least from people that I've interviewed is, is for 
influencers, the, the best play seems to be free, free product as some type of like giveaway. Yeah. And the toughest thing with free product though, is that there's really no guarantee unless you're going to send them over some type of contract that they are going to do something with it. And unfortunately for us, like you actually have to go out, go to the beach or the park and set up a four-way volleyball net. It's not the easiest of a commitment. So there's definitely been times that we've been burned on it, but better to be burned on just free product than free product and 200 bucks to their PayPal. So. Damn. Lewis said, what does UGC mean? And I feel so bad about this because I always make fun of like these terms. It, it means, I, and I, I'm, I can't believe I'm, I've been using this, but it means user-generated content, aka pictures of your customers using your actual product. But I guess somehow it's morphed into, maybe it's UGC is what like Coca-Cola called it back in the day and everyone has just taken that. My bad, guys. It's your, it's your bag. bag, Chris, damn it. Uh, all right. I'm using, uh, that's Gmail, Gmail. Okay. This one's, I'm using Gmail ID for email marketing. For some reason, open rate is very low. Is it because email ID is Google email ID? I have no, I have no experience with that. Yeah. I'm, I don't claim to be an email marketing like wizard, but I do know that you have to build up your domain strength. So from learning, you have to start small. Uh, we actually started a, a new Gmail to blast off the gym teachers and we got blocked in like 48 hours. So you have to start like 20 emails a day. 30 emails a day, get that open rate building up and then get that delivery deliverability up. And then your domain strength will grow. So when we moved over from Privy to Clavio, uh, it took us four months to be able to start spent sending out emails to hundred thousand people at a time. Uh, we still don't even like to do that. So it takes time. Well, what partnerships have you done any partnerships with other retail or e-commerce brands? If so, which have you found to be most effective? Um, we haven't done any, so we actually, we just signed a deal with Wilson, uh, the volleyball manufacturer. So that's going to be cool. Uh, so that really makes our game go from, this is some Facebook ad to these dudes are legit and like partnered with the biggest ma ball manufacturer in the world. So that's going to be really good just for overall brand image. Uh, we haven't really partnered with smaller brands. Uh, we are lucky that we are in a lot of retail locations. So we'll do deals with like target.com where their Black Friday homepage special last year. So there'll be tons of cool sales and promos coming up at the retail level, but actual brand partnerships, uh, we typically don't play in that space too much. That's a bit, that's a big one though. Target, how did that come up? Got lucky, I guess. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, <laughs> they, uh, um, they emailed us and said, Hey, like we really love your product. We think it would do good. Do you want to be on the homepage? And we said, sure, let's do it. So, uh, that was it. <laughs> it's all, it's all you need to know about business. Sometimes it's better to just, Hey, hey you have a good product. Maybe it's all that, um, you, UGC. What are, your what are your favorite tools for measuring metrics, both on your website and on social media? Um, tools for metrics, typically Shopify analytics, do justice for me. I don't go into Google analytics much at all, unless I'm sending permissions to somebody. Uh, the biggest metrics I'm looking at every day is what is my ad spend? What is my cost of goods? How many sales did I make? How much net profit did I make? I don't care about anything else. I care about how much money am I making off of each unit? I could calculate that as I go on throughout the day. And as long as my conversions where I need it to be, I'll take my orders, divide by my traffic, and that's how much, uh, that's what my conversion rate is. And I'll know how much cash I make. 
just because I'm curious that all those things, where do you track that? Like, is that a spreadsheet that you have on your own that you're using to look at every day? No, that's just Shopify analytics in the back end. So I'll just go analytics. I'll put in the day. I'll put in the time frame. I'll say, hey, how am I performing this April compared to last April? And I'll just be able to track the money and the conversion. Pretty simple. And it cost me the $29 for Shopify for the month. Pretty good. Pretty good, that Shopify. Uh, what was the, this from Christine, what was the name of the site that you found your VA for social media? Freeup.com. So he was actually, uh, these guys, Nate and Connor, uh, were my college bosses. Uh, they, they went to college with me. They were my first boss. Uh, they ran an Amazon company. And then they created Freeup, which is a marketplace for international freelancers that are, we've been using for years. So now we have a team of like 20 VAs uh, that run most of our team. Love it. Love it. It's amazing what what you can what you can do, how you can scale a company with 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 the internet today. It's it's ridiculous. Um, okay, this question is from Olivia. Uh, if we have the ability to send free masks with the purchase of our products, maybe sleepwear and sleep sacks for a limited time, would it be worth doing during this pandemic? I think so, completely. I saw somebody on Instagram yesterday sending toilet paper out with every order. I thought that was really cool. Um, the way that our boxes are packaged, we couldn't do that, but I definitely think it would go a long way. Um, it can't hurt, right? You're giving something to your customer at no charge. Uh, I would. I think, I think, yeah, I think it, I think it will work as long as you're not doing it as a, it's not an add on that you're using to increase, you know, you're not, you're not selling it with that. It's like, Hey, as a, as a thing that we're doing, that's right for the world, we're going to, we're going to try to help you. Um, she said, can you, re- is, it's free up, like free, the word free up.com. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. Um, I, speaking of, you mentioned packaging and that made me rethink of this question here, but um, do you do distribution or do you, uh, are you in distribution or do you self-distribute? So we own a warehouse in Connecticut where we're from. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to hire my best friends from childhood to run our warehouse. Uh, we will import everything from our manufacturer overseas to Boston. Uh, and then we'll line item the items down to Connecticut. And so we ship everything out ourselves. We don't use a third party. Uh, and I think what we've learned over the last 30, 60 days is being in control of your own inventory is the best because you get things from Amazon. Hey, we're not going to be able to ship your products out, only essential items out, and your business is shut down. So being in control of your goods and being the one who has the ultimate decision, if you have the ability to do so, I would strongly suggest that. Love it. Own your own warehouse in Connecticut if you can. Um, how often How often do you send emails for marketing? Personally, I get annoyed by getting multiple emails from the same company in a day. What What do you find is a good amount to send? Um, I typically, I really like to think of it like treat your emails as if you want to be treated. Like it's, it's just a really easy practice, but I hate getting spammed and I know what spam is. And as soon as I get it, I archive it. So just being believable and being human is the most important thing. Like I talk, sometimes we talk in slang or just how I talk as a person. Um, it just comes off and that's who I want to be as a brand. I don't want to fake things. I don't want to come off as spammy or salesy because that's not who am I as, or who anybody is in our company. So to answer the question, uh, just once every few days, uh, if it's going to be annoying to you, then why, of course it's going to be annoying to your customers. Great, great advice. I think empathy is the most important thing. And, and by the way, if you're getting, 
you are most likely not the only person that's sending emails to that customer. So they're probably getting it times five, times 10, times 20. So like, think about that. All right, a couple of follow-ups on the shipping stuff. So um, Gianni wants to know if you don't have a warehouse, which shipping platform, do you have a shipping platform that you'd recommend? Yeah, um, my boys over at Ship Daddy, uh, they are super affordable. Uh, they actually- Oh, I didn't, I didn't have that. We had, uh, we had Ship Station, Ship Monks. I know Ship Bob, and now we also know Ship Daddy. Ship Daddy is a nice, affordable, uh, small business. I uh, grew up with the guys, so they're, they're good dudes and uh, affordable rates. We haven't gone to the larger uh, shipping people because they tried to charge us like 15, 20 bucks a product. It would be all my margin. So uh, that's why we brought everything in house and have been super fortunate. But yeah, start small and negotiate those rates. Uh, everybody wants your business. So negotiate and, and keep negotiating. Love it. Um, Follow up question that I, I just thought of is, um, oh, and I just, I just forgot. Oh yeah. How do you, how do you like, what's your, what's your play for, for, for repeat business, right? Like how many people are coming back and buying more stuff for me? I don't even, do you have multiple products or like what's, what's your, what's your strategy? Yeah. So we just released an indoor, uh, an indoor version. Uh, so we have customers all over. We probably have upwards of like 70,000 nets out in the world and a majority of them live in cold places. So they want to be able to play it on the blacktop or inside. So we just released an indoor model. Uh, that's going to be a big upsell for us and going back out and re-engaging with past customers. Uh, we also are about to release a double net. So it's two times as long. So you get teams involved. So that's a whole other uh, business that we're going to kind of start unleashing. That feels like so much fun because those are three, those are two amazing, amazing products that all you have to do is come up with a killer like story and you're literally going to send an email out and print money that same day. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're pretty pumped to do that. And, and that speaks to the power of having an audience, right? Like it's not, you know, you, you started selling instead of trying to sell three products to somebody at once when they don't even know one, like you have this one very clear product. There's a ton of people using it. Like there's amazing social proof and pictures and everything now you're primed to add on products number two and products number three and like sell more to that existing base and acquire new customers. You'll probably be able to get new customers from that'll go indoor first now, right? And then go outdoor when they can actually go outside in the future. Yeah, exactly. And it takes time. You got it for anyone like on here. Dude, it took so long. There's times where we thought about giving up. There'd be times where we would celebrate two sales a day. Like, and now it's like, 1201 happens and we've already got two sales on the day. So it just takes time. And eventually like you'll hit that level. But like everyone says, you just have to keep going. E-commerce sucks. Sometimes it's super frustrating, but eventually you just get smarter and smarter and you eliminate the stupid decisions. And then it just kind of snowballs. That's a wise statement. This question from Caleb, do you have an affiliate program? And uh, if so, what do you use to manage it? So free plug for friend buy. Uh, we just uh, started with them 24 hours ago. So we didn't have an affiliate program. Uh, what we did have was, Hey, uh, make this custom discount code for Chris 20. Uh, if they use it, we'll send you $20 off your order. So we're, we're super conversational with our customers, even though we're this big brand now, all of a sudden sold everywhere. Uh, we still treat every customer as if it's me selling you pr the product directly. So uh, we, in the past, had a referral, like we'd make you a custom discount. Whoever used that custom discount, that's how we attribute it uh, through Shopify. Uh, now we use an app called FriendBuy, which will be, I send, the customer sends uh, their friend a referral code. And if they use a referral code, they get a gift card as well. So a mutual beneficial thing. 
Love it. A lot of free recs on this thing today. Um, contracts. What are your thoughts on email as purely a brand channel for long-term, not a direct response channel, i.e. content delivered exclusively through email, all educational or always entertaining like a series through email? Um, definitely there's a place for it. Uh, I definitely think it's more of a niche market where you need to have like that dedicated loyal follower. Uh, for example, Robinhood. Uh, I've been trying to learn the stock market. I while like we're in this weird time, I've been. What is one thing I could up my game on? And it was the stock market. I knew nothing about it going into it, and now I feel like I'm learning a lot. And it's all through like Robinhood and dedicated financial like advice. So if I'm in that niche space, hell, I'd pay five ten bucks a month for dedicated targeted emails. Uh, but it's going to be really hard to prove yourself as the leader in that space. There's also, I mean, there's always an opportunity to, to entertain people. It's just is like, how, how big is your, how big can your audience be? Um, and, and is it worth it? Dick, maybe you, you might not need to, you might not need to do that. Um, let's do, let's do a couple more affiliates. Uh, what's one channel that you're most excited about jumping into next? Um, YouTube. We haven't done anything with YouTube at all. Uh, we've done a terrible job. So if anyone wants to sell me on e- uh, YouTube, please email me. Uh, we have tons of great content, but we're not running advertisements on it properly uh, to get get that. So we're, we're starting to do some pre-roll stuff to have that cross-net 15-second uh, ad to run, but we need to do a better job there. I think that's a huge untapped market for us. YouTube pre-roll. I mean, if you think about search and just the content, that it's such a good fit, but maybe you might not have needed to, to, to do it right now. Uh, let's see affiliates more questions about affiliates um this one uh is from okay i don't know how to say your name we sell affordable wine accessories and kitchen tools we have a list of twenty thousand end consumers but we're only adding three to ten per day on our site with a privy pop-up offering 10 percent off any tips on how i can get a thousand email signups per day uh, send me some of the products uh but no what i would do is i would a b test it on privy you could actually go in and you could set when that pop-up is firing. So it might be on exit attempt, might be three seconds, five seconds, seven seconds. Uh, so I'd play around with it and pretty much split test over a few days and see what, what drives the most traffic. So, hey, I have 100 visitors coming to the site. I've capped X amount at a five-second timer. Uh, and then I try and rinse and repeat that and figure out what one works best. Uh, for me, I found it was like about seven seconds and then always on exit attempts. Uh, but that. And then you could also do, I think I'm pretty uh, scrolling length too. So if they've got to the end of the page, uh, so just A, B and test the hell out of it. Uh, you'll figure out what's best. And the offer has to matter too, right? Like the targeting is one thing, but like if, if I, if I could take over your website right now and I had a privy pop-up that said, Hey, put your email in and I will guaranteed send you $500 right now. The conversion rate to that would be through the roof. Right. And so like the offer matters in addition to matching the targeting. Yeah. And one more thing on that. I found that dollar amount speaks much better to customers than percentages. Um, I'm always like, I know what $10 off is. I don't, 10% just kind of seems like an everyday sale. 10 bucks. Like I know that's too much just for me at Starbucks. So like I could, I could really like line it up with my bank account, you know? I love that. Dollars versus percentage. I think I've heard that. That's a, that's a good one. That's some tactical stuff you can get and bring back. Um, let's do one or two more. What are the top three things that you have wasted time on at the beginning? Um, wasting time on. So I used to like reach out to PR and blogs and like beg them to write about us. 
like terribly big up. And now I hire a freelancer for like $5 an hour and he just blasts. And then we get people like, we got an article with Forbes. We have like all these crazy articles, but I used to spend half my day like, oh, I'm out reaching for PR. But that's stuff you do when you start up a new company. Like you always want to own it and know how to do it before you sell it. Like before you pitch off an idea, you have to know how to actually train somebody to do it. Uh, so PR, I would always waste my time with customer service. So I was like logging tons of hours doing customer service and then order fulfillment. We get tons of orders from vendors and they'll just be in a PDF and it'll take me two hours a day to log all the orders. So now I just have somebody do that as well. What was the second thing that you mentioned? Cause I was going to ask you about that. Customer, customer service. Is it not, like, I mean, you can't make the argument that it's not important. So what happened? You hired somebody to do it. Yeah, of course. So we have, uh, we have virtual assistants who are on, on uh, the nice thing about actually what we just did about a week ago was we hired a virtual assistant overseas, speaks English complete, like completely fluent. And she'll work at 10 PM at night and also 10 o'clock in the morning. And so when I start my day, our inbox is almost completely cleared. So that's her goal. Where do you find PR for $5 an hour? I'm just writing back. No, not PR for $5 an hour. Freelancers, Fiverr, Upwork, et cetera. There we go. Um, Uh, How how do you handle educational discounts? I have a muscle release tool called the hip hook that that releases the iliacus muscle and many coaches at the high school and college level. I would love a nice iliacus release. Um, uh, and college level that could benefit from this product. And I imagine your product is the same. How do you handle educational discounts? Shout out hip hook. Love it. Um, nice free plug. So what we do uh, on the education level is you actually go to our site and we have a wholesale and retail section, uh, sorry, a physical education and wholesale section. Uh, from there, you could submit a form. Uh, what we're actually implementing later today, which you should do as well is have a pop-up that fires only on that page. So you'll be able to start uh, building a list of just physical education teachers. Uh, that way you'll have that to market to later on. And then from there, I'll send them a custom one-off email saying, hey, here's a $10 discount. If you buy this, you buy this net, you'll get $10. If you buy two nets, you'll get 20, et cetera. Uh, so we definitely give everybody custom uh, discounts if they are a physical education teacher. Love that. Uh, this is from Stephanie. I sell custom artisan gift sets, quarantine gift sets. They're trending right now. Any creative ideas for promoting Chris, what kind of creative ideas you got for promoting quarantine gift set? (laughs) Um, I don't have all the answers. I, I, we'll, we'll send the invoice after. Yeah. Come on. You got to come up with something. Yeah. I would do is I would definitely, like I said, I would start with that, that UGC of this is the quarantine gift card. This is how it's helping cost, like helping families stay sane or being entertaining. Uh, and this is why you need to buy on this site and not somewhere else on amazon.com. So I would stress next day shipping, um, small business, like discount, discount, discount. We'll get it there next day. And this is going to make your quarantine that much better. Uh, but that all starts with testimonial video. And you could probably send out an email to your customers today just saying, hey, reply back to this email with an iPhone video of how much, uh, if you like our product, and you'll get at least three people to do that. The last one, so we'll wrap up. What, what to-dos do you find easiest to delegate to the VA? Some things require specialists and others are easy to train. What have you learned about uh, basically onboarding a VA? 
So what I've learned in our like two years of doing it, if you find yourself do it, spending 25, 50% of your day doing the same thing over and over as one of the founders, they're kind of wasting your time. Like your time should be delegating things and learning and building the company in new ways. So 50% of my day is just like sitting here Googling, like, how can I improve my company? Oh, we hit $2 million in sales this month. Like, what can we do to get us to 3 million? So I'll find that one to three things each month that I can kind of delegate. This month is like, I get tons of checks sent to my house for, in, like for, for retailers. I'm sick of cashing checks. So we hired an accountant to like start really managing our money. So stuff like that, if you're doing something for hours a day, that needs to be taken off your plate immediately if you can afford it. Love it. Chris, this was awesome. I wish we could do this for two hours because you're just taking everybody's questions about this. This is awesome. Um, give a, give a, you can give a quick CrossNet plug if you want before we yeah. go. Uh, CrossNet, four-way volleyball net. It'll make your quarantine that much better. Include it in your gift set if you want. We'll uh, send me a wholesale email. But yeah, uh, CrossNet, four-way volleyball. Like we just started three years ago. We're about to be like a $10 million company in three years, which is crazy. Uh, it all started with email capture, to, to be real. We build our customers. Uh, we start selling to our customers through email, but user-generated content's everything. Download those apps, start small, uh, and don't waste money on stupid stuff. Pretend to treat money like it's your own money. Love it. Great advice. Chris, thanks for doing it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, some of the audio was weird on LinkedIn, but we're great on Zoom, which is the most important place to be, so we're good. All right, thanks, everybody. Chris, thank you. You're, you're awesome. I'm sure we'll be hitting you up again soon. Talk to you later.